Progress. Okay, we're starting from the bottom of Chav Gimel Amit Beis, the beginning of the fourth parak. The Mishnah starts off by describing different women that drink and different women that don't drink and how it affects their ksuba. Because if a woman can't drink, that means that her marriage is off. And the question is, does she get divorced with a ksuba without? So the Mishnah says in Erisa, which means a woman after Kedushin, before Nesuin, if after Kedushin the husband warned her not to seclude, and she did, all while she's in Erisa, the halacha is, she does not drink. Similarly, a Shemeris Yavim, a woman who's waiting to do Yibam. So uh, Sarah is married to Avram, Avram dies, then Sarah is going to do Yibam with Yitzchak, and before the Yibam, Yitzchak warns her not to seclude, and she does. So a woman secludes after Kedushin, or waiting to do Yibam. The halacha is, Loishaisis, these women do not drink, because they're not full-fledged wives yet. They do not drink, but their marriage is off, meaning that the Erisa has to get divorced and the woman cannot do Yibam, so she does Chalitza. And they do not collect the Ksuba. The general rule of this Mishnah is that anytime a woman is getting divorced and it's her fault, she does not get the Ksuba. So anytime a woman became a Saita and she can't drink, and the reason why she can't drink is because of her fault or whatever, she's not going to get the Ksuba. So these women do not drink, but they do not get a Ksuba. Shanamar, how do I know that these women... Do not drink because the pasuk says isha. The pasuk says that the woman who drinks went astray while she was married. That excludes an eris and a woman went into the yibam because she's not isha. She's not fully the wife yet, and therefore the parsha of drinking doesn't apply to her. And because she doesn't drink, therefore her marriage is over and she forfeits the ksuba. The mishnah continues another halacha. The only time a woman drinks is if the marriage is endorsed by the Torah. If the marriage is alive, if the marriage is biblically forbidden, although it's a valid marriage, but it's not something that we're going to endorse, the halach is, she doesn't drink. So in Almana Tukhain Gadol, a widow who's married to a Kohen Gadol, which is alav, it's also, Grusha Vachalutz Lekhain Hediot, or Grusha Chalutz to a regular Kohen, or a Mamzeres, if anyone marries a Mamzeres, Nesina Yisrael or Nesina, um, which is, uh, she comes from the Givonim, which is also Aser, all these women are to marry. Ubasi saw the Mamzer in a sin, or if he's a Mamzer, the Halach is Laishaisis. In all these scenarios, she doesn't drink because the Torah does not want this marriage to continue. The Lenaita Suva, and she does not take a Suva. Another said, Elu Laishaisis, Lenaita Suva. Also, these women don't drink and don't collect a Suva. We've had this before. Haimeris Temeani. If she says, I'm guilty, so she doesn't drink because she's not a Saita. But she doesn't get exuma. Shebola edim shitmeya, or if witnesses come and say that she's guilty, or emeris any shaisa, or if the woman says I refuse to drink, that's tantamount to saying you're guilty. Avol omar baila eni mashke. However, let's say a woman is ready to drink, but the husband says I'm not making her drink. The halacha is then. In such a scenario, she gets divorced, but she gets her ksuba because the reason why she's getting divorced is she's ready to drink. It's the husband who did something wrong. If the husband did something wrong, then she gets a ksuba. If she is the sole uh, guilty party, then she doesn't get a ksuba. So in this case, because she's ready to drink, but the husband says no, then the halacha is that she gets a ksuba. Similarly, if if the husband lived with her after she became a saita, meaning while they were traveling, the husband lived with her, knowing full well that that will actually make her not be able to be a sota anymore. Salacha, she doesn't drink, but she collects a ksuba. She does not drink, but she collects a ksuba. Let's say the husband died 
on the way for her to become a site, on the way to drink. So the halacha is that once the husband dies, she can't drink. The question is, does she get a ksuba? So it's a machalik, it's beishamai, beishilo. Beishamai, I'm a night, it's ksuba, Beishamai says, she gets her ksuba, and her marriage is off. Beishil says, no, she does not collect her ksuba. Because she can't drink tea, she doesn't collect her ksuba. And the Gemara will explain what exactly the machalik, it's beishamai, and beishilo, is all about. Okay, vaita. Meuberes chaveroi. The... We, we had this in uh, Ksubis and in Ivamis that Ksubis, that the halacha is that you're, uh, when a woman gets divorced or widowed, if she's pregnant, you're not allowed to marry her until the baby is 24 months old. It's called Mubaris Menekes The reason is because we're afraid that if you marry her, she'll become pregnant. She's not going to have enough milk supply for her ex-husband's baby and your baby. And she's going to cut off the ex-husband's baby from having milk. So because of the Chazal said, you're not allowed to marry such a woman. So the question is, if someone did the Nisr and married such a woman, so Reuven married Sarah and he should not have, because Sarah was uh, pregnant or had just given birth to her ex-husband's baby. So they should not have gotten married and they did. The question is, and then she becomes a soda, does she drink? The general rule is, anytime the marriage is not endorsed by the Torah, she doesn't drink, so this is a marriage that's not endorsed by the Torah. It's a lav. I mean, it's from the Rabbanan. It's not allowed. So you think she shouldn't drink, and that's the first opinion. Rameir felt that this was very strict, and the Rameir felt that if you marry this woman because the Rabbanan are against it, you're obligated to get divorced, and you're not allowed to, you can never remarry her. So because it's a marriage that the Torah does not endorse, you do not drink. The Chum disagree. They say no. The Chachamim's viewpoint of this marriage is a little more forgiving. They say the halacha is you could divorce her and that you could just separate from her and take her back. Meaning, the Rabbanon don't look at it as that this marriage is mamish oser. They look at it as that the Torah does not want you to stay married with her while the baby is nursing. But you could technically separate from her until for 24 months, until the baby's 24 months old, and then get back together. So because it's not really oser, it's just a practical issue, but you could separate and come back, so this uh, she drinks, because it's not a marriage that we're uh, completely against. Or may have felt that this marriage is, we're against this marriage. I'm saying, no, it's just a practical issue, because you could separate from her and take her back, therefore she's able to drink. Another Shiloh, you have a woman who's an islandess, so she can't have children, or Zakena, a woman past menopause, or Shainer Lahailid, or any woman who can't have children. So she doesn't drink, and she doesn't collect a ksuba. Why? Because you're not supposed to marry, right? There's a mitzvah puravu, which means you're supposed to have children. If you marry a woman who can't have children, that's what the marriage the Torah doesn't endorse. That's the first opinion. Rav Lazar disagrees. He says, no, Yachol Lisa Isha Cheres, Belifres, Belifres Himenu. Rav Lazar disagrees. Why is this a marriage the Torah doesn't endorse? As long as you have children from another wife, Let's say you have two wives. So one wife, you have children, and one wife is uh, is past menopause. So we don't have a problem with the marriage past menopause. We just want you to have children. If you have children from another marriage, then fine. So because it's not something that's inherently usher, she drinks. Vishar Kalanashim, regarding all other women, the rule is you either drink or you don't collect your ksuba. That's the general rule. The Mishnah continues. The wife of a Kayan could be a Saita. She drinks. If she's innocent, she goes back to her husband. The Gemara is going to ask, isn't that pretty posh that the wife of a Kayan is no different than any other woman? The Gemara will address why it had to speak it out. And Aisha Sris, if the husband is sterile, the wife can be a Sota, she drinks. And uh, the Gemara will also ask, why is that necessary to say? Now, the halacha of a Sota is that when a husband, the whole concept of a Sota is the husband does not like 
that she's secluding with a man, and warns her not to seclude with a man. The question is, are all men the same? Meaning, if I warn you about, uh, you know, not to seclude with a baby that's one month old, and you did, does that make you a sotas? The halacha is, ayudei kol arayis mekanim. You could warn her about any arayis, any man that she's not allowed to live with. You you could warn her not to seclude. Chutzman akotan, except for a child under bar mitzvah. Meaning, if you tell a woman not to not to seclude with a boy under bar mitzvah, and she does, she's not a sota. Umishaneish or a man that's not a man. The Gemara is going to ask exactly what that means. Okay. Now the Mishnah ends off with the following premise, and that is, what if you have a woman who's acting inappropriately, and everyone knows she's acting inappropriately, so the husband should warn her, but the husband is in, unable to. He's not well, he's incapacitated. So the halacha is that the Bezdin would step in. Elu Bezdin Mekanlehem. These women, the Bezdin will issue a warning for the husband, on behalf of the husband. Mishan is charish baila, if the husband is deaf-mute, so he's not aware, the Bezdin will step in. Oy nishtata, if the husband lost his mind. Bezdin, he's not in sound mind, the Bezdin will do it. Or if he's in prison. In all of these cases, the Bezdin will warn her. Now the question is, does that mean that if she secludes, she drinks, even without the husband being involved? I mean, let's say the husband can bring her to the Beis Amikdash, but he wasn't the one who warned her. So the halacha is, says the Mishnah, she doesn't actually drink, because the first opinion feels that the, the Tanakama feels that she only drinks if she's warned uh, by her husband. So because over here she was warned not by her husband, so the warning is effective that the marriage is off but she doesn't end up drinking. It just makes it that the marriage is off and she forfeits Aksuba. Rav Yossi says no. Rav Yossi says no. This court's warning is effective that she even drinks. For when the husband leaves prison, meaning if the husband is capable of taking her to the Beis HaMikdash, she actually drinks based on the warning of Bezdin. Okay. Let's start the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. We said in the Mishnah that an Erisa or a Yavama, a woman waiting Yibam, does not drink in that state. So if the husband, if the Arus warns his wife after Kedushin, or if a man waiting to do Yibam warns his Yavama not to seclude, and she does, the she doesn't drink. So it says the Gemara, Mishnahut Lishasya, she doesn't drink, but it's an effective warning to end the marriage. Okay, how do I know this? Meaning, how do I know that while it's an effective warning to end the marriage, she does not drink? How do I know that an Erisa and a Shemeris Yavim doesn't drink? So, meaning, I'm sorry, not that she doesn't drink. How do I know that it's an effective warning to end the marriage? Meaning, that if you warn uh, Aris, warns his Arusa not to seclude, and she does, she does not drink, but the marriage is off, you have to get divorced. How do I know that you have to get divorced? Once I, maybe because she doesn't drink, it's nothing. So the Gemara is done, Rabbanu, is inclusive, it's an inclusive language, you shall say to them, that includes an Eris and a Shemeris Yavam, that it's a valid warning. But, they do not drink. Now, so our Mishnah says, an Eris and a Shemeris Yavam does not drink. The truth is, it's a Machlekes Tanoim, whether that's true. Masnis and Mani, who is the author of our Mishnah that a Yavama does not drink? Eris, everyone agrees, is out. A Yavama. Rav Yonasan, he. It's a Machlogus of Yonasan and Rav Yoshia, and we follow Rav Yonasan. Our Mishnah follows Rav Yonasan. Titania, the first opinion is Rav Yoshia. Rav Yoshia says, Tachasi Sheikh, the Pasuk says that you, uh, a woman, the Sota, lived with another man potentially under the husband's jurisdiction. Prala Erisa, that excludes an Erisa because she's not fully married, so she doesn't drink. So far, so good. 
Yochel Shani Motzi Av Shemeres Yavam. What about a Shemeres Yavam? Tamlomer Ish Ish. Ish Ish includes a Shemeres Yavam. So Rav Yoshe, Div Rav Yoshe. So Rav Yoshe says an Eris that does not drink, like our Mishnah, but a Shemeres Yavam does, not like our Mishnah. So Shemeres Yavam, yes. Eris, no. Rav Yodasan disagrees. He says, no, Tachasi Sheikh, the Pasuk says that you have to be married, Pratla Shemeris Yavim. That excludes a Shemeris Yavim. So while Rav Yodasan feels a Shemeris Yavim is a full fledged wife that she drinks, Rav Yoshia disagrees, he says, no, Shemeris Yavim is for sure out. Oitzi, Shemeris Yavim, Oitzi Eserusa. What about an Erisa? Does she drink? Tamaloimar, Ashatishta, Ashatishta, Another Pasuk, Pratla Erisa. So the first Pasuk excludes a Shemeris Yavim, and the second Pasuk excludes. And Erisa, and that's like our Mishnah. So, besides for the fact that Rav Yenis and Rav Yeshi are arguing whether Shemeres Yavim drinks, you do see over here that they sort of had an opposite viewpoint. In Rav Yenis and Rav Yeshi said that a Shemeres Yavim drinks. He obviously looks at a Shemeres Yavim as a full-fledged marriage. Rav Yenis not only does he disagree, and he feels that Shemeres Yavim does not drink, in the actual flow of his proof, he feels Shemeres Yavim is for sure out. First Pasuk excludes a Shemeres Yavim. It, the second Pasuk even excludes an Erisa. So not only... Does Rav Yoishi and Rav Yonison argue about the viewpoint of Shemeres Yavim? That Rav Yoishi looks at a Shemeres Yavim as a full-fledged marriage. Rav Yonison disagrees. Not only does he disagree, and he says they're not really married, but it's more poshit that she does not drink than an Erisa. So Rav Yoishi looks at a Shemeres Yavim as more like a marriage, Rav Yonison disagrees. What's the Machalikas? Mara Alima Erisa. Rav Yonison, who looks at a Shemeres Yavim as nothing, and it's an even Chiddush, and even Erisa is, is, is not a marriage for Sota. Why? Because in Erisa, the Kedusha Didei. In Erisa, at least you were Mekadashir. It's your action. And if she commits adultery, you get the death penalty. As opposed to Shemeris Yavam, where, first of all, there's no death penalty if she lives with someone in between before doing Yavam. It's only a lot. And also, it's not your action. It's God. Right? It's your brother's action that God is making you deal with. So, Rav Yainasan looks at a Shemeris Yavam as less than a marriage in Erisa, because in Erisa, at least it's your action. Rav Yaishi is the opposite. Rav Yaishi says, no, Shemeres Yavim is mamish and marriage. You drink. Rav Yaishi says, the reason why I look at a Shemeres Yavim is more of a marriage than Erisa is because an Erisa did Kedushin. Now, if you want to f- complete the marriage, what does an Erisa have to do? You have to go to Chopa. You have to do Chopa. And then you live with her. So stages. A Shemeres Yavim, what does a Shemeres Yavim have to do to make Yivim? They have to live together. The less steps. So you see that they're all more bound. That's the Shiloh. So do you look at an Eris as more bound because they have Kedushin already, which is a Maisa that he did, and there's Skila? Or do you look at a, 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 a Shemeris Yavim as more bound because there's less steps for them to complete the union, the Yibam? Okay. So now, Rav Yainasan, what does he do with Ish-Ish? Right? Because Rav Yoishia used Ish-Ish to include a Shemeris Yavim. What does Rav Yainasan do with Ish-Ish? He uses Ish Ish, which is inclusive, to include not a Shemeris Yavam, but to include the, the women that we had in the Mishnah. Right? We had in the Mishnah that there are certain women that the husbands are incapacitated, so Bezdin does it for them. Right? The wife of a deranged man, wife of a deaf mute. How do you know that the Bezdin steps in? Ish Ish, that's inclusive. Rav Yaishia, Hai Tachasi Shamayavidle. Rav Yaishia had two Tachasi Shah and Tachasi Sheikh. One to the both uh, exclusive. 
One is to exclude an erisa that she does not drink, and one is to exclude a shemeres yavim. What is Rav Yoshia, who feels a shemeres yavim does drink? What does he do with tachas isha? It's to make the halachas of an ish and isha that the halachas of a saita, the male and women, male and female, are very similar. And the Gemara is going to explain exactly what halachas is referring to. That we'll deal with um, in a couple days. So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says. The Gemara says. Grass. So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, This is the last bit of this Amid. We have a Pasuk. Rav Yoshi and Rav both agree that a woman after Erisin does not drink. Why? So it's, it's a Pasukim. The question is, why do you need this? There's a special rule that a woman can only drink Right, the whole concern of a woman is that she might have committed adultery with an adulterer. The halach is a special gzersakosiv. She only drinks if she lived with her husband before, at least once, before the potential adultery. If she never lived with her husband, let's say she married, she never consummated the marriage, and then she committed adultery or potentially secluded, she's not a saita, she doesn't drink, marriage off. So you tell, so the cash is like this. If you're telling me that to be a saita, you have to have lived with your husband at least once, now, what do I need a special pasuk to exclude Arison, a fiancé, that a fiancé she doesn't drink, after Kedusha she doesn't drink? Of course she doesn't drink, she's never with her husband already. The whole Indian of a site only applies if you're with your husband once. This woman was never with her husband, she never lived with him, they, they never consummated the marriage, because they didn't complete the marriage yet. So the Gemara says, I have a special pasuk that they both agree that an Arisa doesn't drink, and Rav Yoyin even takes it a step further that a Shemer Siyavim doesn't drink, and he has special pasukim, these pasukim have Amina Arisa Shasi, I would say that a woman after Arisa would drink, but wait a minute, she never was with her husband. And there's a technicality, you could only be a site of if you were with your husband before the adultery. Came from the south and he had the following The Pasuk says that after living with your husband, you live with someone else. That you're only a saita if you lived with your husband and then potentially committed adultery. But if you committed adultery without ever having consummated the marriage, the halach is you're not a saita. So the question is over here why by Erisa? Uh, do you need a special pasuk? I'll tell you why an Eresa doesn't drink. Forget about the pasukim. It's because she was never with him before. So the answer is, The case is where they had Kedushin, and they actually lived together, but not for the sake of marriage, but for promiscuity. The case is that when they were husband, boyfriend, and girlfriend, they were they, they dated and they did an Avera. So the case is, so that's the case. So they talk lived with each other already, so technically they passed that barometer of having lived together before they committed adultery. Therefore, you need a special Pasuk to tell you that an Eris that doesn't drink, because you might think she drinks, I they were never together, so they were together. Not for the sake of Kedushin, they were stomped together as a boyfriend girlfriend. Here's the Kasha, though. Take it a step further. So it only applies. Saita only applies if they live together once before they committed adultery. So by an Eris, what do you need a Pasuk for? They were never together. The answer is they were together, not for the sake of Kedushin. What is Rav and Shita? Rav and Shita is our Mishnah, that a Shemeris Yavam, who's warned by her Yavam, not to seclude, and she does, she doesn't drink. Why? A special Pasuk. What do you need a special Pasuk for? And then even Rav Yeshu says that uh, that she does drink. I don't understand. What do you need a special Pasuk for? They never live together. Right? Again, a Yisaita only applies if they live together once. 
So they never lived together. So it's not a soita. So the answer is, oh, they live together, but not for the sake of Kedushin. By, Yav- by Yibam, that's all you need. If a Yavam and Yavama live together, even because they find themselves attractive, not to marry, but stop promiscuity. The halacha is, it's kaina. So I don't understand. It's like a riddle. You're telling me that a Rav Yoshia says that a Shemeris Yavam drinks. And, our, and Rav Yonison disagrees because it's a special pasuk. Meaning that a Shemeris Yavam is taka someone who a Saita could potentially apply. But Saita only applies if they live together before the adultery. If they live together, then she's not a Shemeris Yavam. She's a full-fledged wife. So the Gemara says, So by Shemeris Yavam, you have to say that they live together promiscuously before you know, when she was waiting, and then the committed act of adultery might have happened. Rav's opinion is that if a man lives with his Yavama, a woman waiting Yivam, they live together not for the sake of Yivam, just Stam, they're full-fledged Yivam. Yivam, you don't need any Kavana. Even Znus works. So how could you say that again? Saita only applies if they live together before. So Shemeris Yavam means they live together. If they live together, she's not a Shemeris Yavam, she's a full-fledged wife. So the Gemara says, Kishmuel The answer is really they live together not for the sake of Yibam, just because of promiscuity. I I thought it works fully. The answer is Shmuel holds that if a Yavam and Yavama live together not for the sake of Yibam, not for the sake of marriage, the halach is it only works regarding inheritance and regarding that you don't have to do chalitza, you can you could just give a get. But you're not full-fledged wife. Meaning if he's a Kayan, she he doesn't go to her funeral, uh, she can't eat truma. So therefore, he, she's still called a Shemeris Yavim. Really, the case is they live together, not for the sake of Kedushin. That's why she's called a Shemeris Yavim. I, why she called a Shemeris Yavim? I thought it's full-fledged marriage. The answer is, no, no, no. If I'll Shmuel, that if you live together, not for the sake of marriage, you're only married partially. So it's still called a Shemeris Yavim. And that's the case. The case is they live together promiscuously, and then secluded. And that's when Rav Yoshia says she drinks, Rav says she does not. So the Gemara says, so... Basically, just to summarize, the case of a Shemeris Yavam is where they live together in sin, basically, not for the sake of Yivam. And Rav's opinion is that when you do that, for the sake of Znos, your full-fledged marriage, that's Yivam and your full-fledged marriage. Rav Shmuel disagrees. So you have Rav and Shmuel who argue whether if you live for Znos, whether it's considered a Yivam. Put that Machlegas. You have a separate Machlegas, Rav Yosh and Rav Yonison, whether Shemeris Yavam, who lived promiscuously, then the husband, then she secludes. Does she drink? Rav Yishia says yes. Rav Yonison says no. The Gemara says maybe it's the same. Meaning maybe these two machloksim are connected. Rav Yishia, who says that she drinks because Rav Yishia follows Rav, that Rav Shita is. That when they live together, even not for the sake of Yibam, just for the sake of Znos, it's a full-fledged Yibam. So they're fully married, married, hence that's why, they drink, that's why she drinks, because they're fully married. Ra- Rav and Rav Yishia go together. Shmuel follows Rav Yonason. Shmuel, who feels that even after living after Yibum is not a full, not, living together not for the sake of Yibum is not fully kaina, it's not fully Yibum. So Shmuel will follow Rav Yonason that you don't drink. So Rav and Shmuel's argument about whether if you live promiscuously, whether it's a valid Yibum, would be the same achleikas, totally in the same achleikas, Rav Yosheh Rav Yonason, whether this woman who after that act secluded, does she drink? Rav Yosheh says yes, because Rav Yosheh follows Rav, that is a full-fledged Yibum, so they're married, so that she drinks. Rav Yonason follows Shmuel. That seems to be the machleikas. So, Lema Rav Damak Rav Shmuel Damak Rav Yonason. So the Gemara says no. Again, the Gemara wants to say that the machleikas between Rav and Shmuel about whether Again, the case of our Mishnah is a woman is waiting to do Yibam, 
lives with her Yavama promiscuously, not for the sake of Yavam, then secludes. Does she drink? Shmu, Rav Yoinasan says no. Rav Yoishia says yes. You have a side machlaikas. If you have a woman who lives promiscuously, not for the sake of Yibam, is it a valid Yibam? Are they fully married? Rav says yes. Shmuel says no. So the Gemara says their machlaikas is totally in the Zebaza. If you hold like Rav that they're fully married, then you'll drink. If you hold like Shmuel they're not fully married, you're not going to drink. So the Gemara says no. Amalach Rav, the Machleksim are not related. Rav says, really, I can work according to everybody. Meaning, Rav's opinion is that if you live promiscuously, you're fully married. So how would that work with Rav Yainasan, who says you don't drink? Why would you not drink if you're fully married? If it was a valid Yavim, then why don't you drink? The answer is... The fact that there's a special that this woman does not drink because they didn't live for the sake of Yibam. Although they're fully married in Halacha, you don't drink. Meaning, drinking and marriage are unrelated. You could have a pasuk that says that you don't drink, even if you're fully married. Now, Adarab, the fact that you need a special pasuk to tell you you don't drink means you're fully married. And Shmuel Amar, I know Shmuel says I could argue with, I could work with Rav Yeshia also. Shmuel says, all I'm saying is you're not fully married. That doesn't mean you don't drink. Maybe you do drink. So you could have, you could drink or not drink, and it's unrelated to marriage, and therefore the machleksim are not related. I'll stop here. Pick it up on Sunday.